0: Welcome back to the podcast where 40-somethings reminisce, speak longingly about arduous tasks like recording songs off the radio, having to go in person through the rain and sleet and snow to purchase physical music products, as we try to convince ourselves and others that that was better. This is The Perfect Playlist. I'm d He's JD. It's getting cold in Jersey. How are your brittle arthritic bones, JD? <laughs> Solid, man.
1: I had to go out for Halloween, so... You and I both wear glasses. This is an endless challenge for me, and I'm sure it is for you, too, so I'd like to hear your thoughts. Finding a costume that works well with glasses that isn't
0: Clark Kent every year. Yeah, or that isn't the Verizon guy, which works pretty well for me if you've ever seen my face. You kind of look like him. But, uh, yeah, Halloween just passed here in New Jersey, or everywhere, actually. <laughs> yeah. But I remember being a kid, being so exasperated at the fact that, like, I couldn't wear, like, remember those costumes, like the plastic, um, you know, mask with the string around the back? Yeah, he's sweating. Yeah, yep. and it, it didn't give all these chemicals, per, you know, permeating off the things. Yep. It didn't give you a lot of room to, like, put glasses, especially the... Damn, coke bottles that I had to wear, you know, because I've always <laughs> had bad eyes. But I remember once, but I what I usually did honestly is I would put on the mask and I'd keep my glasses in my pocket and I would just stand really close to my friend because I'm like, damn, you're blind. <laughs> So, I would just like decide to just go blind in the spirit of Halloween. But when I was 11 one year, I decided, you know, I'm not going to risk it. It was like a particularly dark night. I was Freddy Krueger and I wore my glasses Freddy over. Freddy Krueger like, with
1: glasses. Over like. So scary.
0: Yeah. So I looked less like a homicidal maniac who kills you while you're sleeping and more like like the captain of the chess club with a nice tan.
1: <laughs> Michael Myers with glasses.
0: Dracula with glasses. It just doesn't work for us. It's this, the struggle
1: is real, deep, bro.
0: Not at all. All and I don't have the ability to wear contact lenses anymore. So I don't either. I was really stuck with that. It's tough. So hey, just another reason. One of the five thousand reasons why it's difficult to wear glasses. This year, I actually had a mask because one of those like mariachi, like uh, yep. Dawn of the Dead things the mask is big enough that my glasses could fit underneath it.
1: Look beautiful. I was a banana this year because I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to wear this stupid outfit, that was- just put my <laughs> yeah. poke my head out my glasses, and I don't give a shit. I saw
0: that. That was definitely a punt of an outfit. I've never seen it. <laughs> I was just like, I
1: don't give a fuck. I'm going to be a goddamn banana. But no good context. It was a
0: stress-free costume.
1: No context, no theme. I'm a fucking banana.
0: You look like somebody who had been stressing out over the Halloween costume for their entire life. You finally reach your 40s. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Middle fingers to the world. I'm a fucking banana.
1: (laughs) Anyway, we are back on this episode with... Celebrities, we are double dipping This is I think the first time we came back to one of our previous themes We hit the celebrity theme in episode
0: 5, D-Pro But we're doing the flip side of that today Today we're going to be talking about celebrity bombs Not all of them were like bombs in the charts I I think maybe a couple of them did something But songs that we feel really are an embarrassment to the art form of music So I cannot wait to get into that But before we do,
1: I think you have a little game for me I'm going to talk about films right here Right, I'm going to go into the celebrity medium of film Oh boy I want you to guess based on the descriptions, the plot synopsis or synopses, if I'm being grammatically correct. <laughs> yes, you are. Of these films. And I've got two box office bombs and two that are just regarded as bad films. So let me start with the box office bombs. I'm going to describe to you the plot synopsis. Ooh. You tell me what the movie is. Okay. This is
0: not my area of expertise. So it's do, okay. not, do not blame me if I bomb guessing on these bombs. It's okay.
1: We're going to have a little fun. This one got a 2.7 aggregate score out of 10, mind you. <laughs> 2.7 out of 10 via IMDb. It was a bomb because the shortfall, budget versus gross, was negative 24.5 million. So, here's the synopsis. A tribe of felines called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the Heaviside layer and come back to a new jellical life. Battlefield Earth? No. <laughs> I don't know what a jellical is. That's the problem. Let me start with the first four words. A tribe of felines.
0: Cats. Those there we cats, go. Right.
1: <laughs> Second time's a charm. Oh, so that
0: it's the movie Cats? The movie Cats. Oh, okay. So uh, I should probably listen to like context. Right? <laughs> yeah, the words that I'm <laughs> literally telling you. <laughs> That was the easiest one. Uh, not that yeah. I'm going for hard. I'm 0 for 1 and I've, and I've already I've got past the easiest one. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> in trouble. Angelical Cats got you. Um, <laughs> all
1: right. This one, a 2.2 on the IMDb scale in terms of a budget bomb, lost $40 million. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. So, again, pay attention to the words specifically. Tim Avery, an aspiring cartoonist, finds himself in a predicament where his dog stumbles upon the mask of Loki. Then, after conceiving an infant son born of Loki's mask, he discovers just how loony child raising can be. A little tougher. A little tougher than the first. I'll give you that.
0: Is is this one of those movies where like half the people half half of the characters are real, half of them are cartoons? Uh, a little bit of uh, CGI going on here, which is probably why
1: it lost forty million as opposed to some of the others on this list.
0: Uh, the the Roadrunner movie.
1: No, this was Son of the Mask. Oh my God, Son of the Mask. I was yes. going to say
0: this sounds like The Mask, but right, Son of the Mask.
1: How did it lose so that much money? Son born of Loki's mask um again the cgi was a little wild they had jamie kennedy in the like replacing right. jim carrey essentially i thought when you said loki
0: it was one of those nerdy
1: um, um marvel marvel bullshits. movies yeah. yeah no no
0: all right let's move
1: two. let's move along so now we're on to the bomb so forget about the box office budget let's just focus on the bomb 4.7 rating on imdb aggregate score here's the plot After a wave of reports of mysterious assaults involving people and pets being eaten by the traditionally docile fruit, a a special government task force is set up to investigate the violent fruit and put a stop to their murderous spree. Included in this crack team are a lieutenant who never goes anywhere without his parachute, an underwater expert who's never out of his scuba gear, and a master of disguise who conceals his appearance by dressing as black Adolf Hitler. So, murderous fruit.
0: See, when you said uh, food that's dangerous, I thought troll too. That was, my, that was my first thought.
1: No. This is literally the food
0: killing a person. <laughs> oh my God, I have no idea.
1: That's okay. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh,
0: yes. Bomb. Bomb. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. That's terrible now I, i'm terrible at this you're over okay. for 3 and that's okay because because i i i think you want to get one of these you can you can really get this because the words the movie title is in the words i'm about to say here we oh, go oh man I don't have to one, hand it to me <laughs> 1.4 accurate score on imdb 1.4 mind you. <laughs> his annual christmas party faltering thanks to his cynical brother-in-law what an asshole Former growing Pain star Kirk Cameron attempts to save the day by showing him that Jesus Christ remains a crucial component of the over-commercialized
0: holiday. Christmas party? <laughs> you said Christmas party. Saves the day? Um commercialized. Kirk Cameron.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you like you're, you're you're
0: close. Kirk Cameron's saving Christmas. He had another crazy like movie, right?
1: Yeah, he he had- He's got all these like, religious bullshit movies. Oh, he's nuts. He really is,
0: and he's doing Christmas movies apparently. I'm glad you're bringing these up. That you're bringing these back in my radar because mm. they were just on the outskirts of my brain, in my memory. Yeah.
1: So over four in the game, but honestly, four for four in, in life, d You are you are a hundred percent free through shooter. In life. I thought
0: you'd give me some like ones that I Those might are know. Easy.
1: I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, thought I you were trying th- to stump you. I really was not. I
0: thought you were going to throw me an uh, Olsen Twins movie or Gigli or The Room or uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, like famous bombs. I mean, Attack you, of the Killer Tomatoes is a pretty famous bomb. It is a pretty famous bomb.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Cats, pretty famous bomb.
0: You did mention felines in the description. Yeah. <laughs> a I, group of felines. <laughs> I somehow missed that. <laughs>
1: It's okay. The point is to have fun and not to win. It's just fun.
0: You know who's going to bomb, about to bomb worse than me? Yeah. Our first artist on the perfect playlist. Yes. Mr. Joe Pesci, the leadoff hitter on our
1: celebrity playlist.
0: Everybody's favorite fake gangster from Goodfellas Casino, Home Alone's one and two. <laughs> Here's Mr. Joe Pesci with my Shedity Amor.
1: My sherry, I'm more lovely <laughs> as a summer day. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't even mute My our mics for this. Don't eat, don't bother. So goofy, distant as the Milky
0: Way. See, if I never heard him speak like in any movie before, Chef this wouldn't be as comical. More. But he has such a distinct Did voice. Oh, I, I will
1: I say don't. that. I will say that Pesci
0: can sing. He's now, not bad. Can no. I can I make that statement? You can make that statement. That's okay. He it's can not sing. That, it's not that bad. It's this part right here. Okay. <laughs> and like now, now I'm now I'm off the train. <laughs> Sounds like Kermit the Frog. Like, what the hell is going on here? But his voice. Oh God! Uh, hang on. Here's, here's Adam Here, Levine. Here's, of course, to try to add some music legitimacy to this, they add Adam Levine. just uh, makes me angrier to be listening to this song. Maroon. Of course, they got to put Adam Levine on everything,
1: it, it, you know, at this point. I'm surprised that they don't have funerals where they play, like, taps featuring Adam Levine. A <laughs> <laughs> funeral dirge featuring Adam Levine.
0: Why does he have to be in everything? He's gotta yeah.
1: be on everything. I don't understand. And I used to really like. We've talked
0: about this. I used to really like Adam Levine and his right, voice. Like in the early
1: days, the early two thousands, fine because he wasn't on everything. He was doing his own shit.
0: Oversaturation. And it was, and it was
1: acoustic, and it was fine. And it was nice. And 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 every here we are. style
0: of He's, music. Singing
1: with Joe Pesci.
0: Every style of music he appears. I was at church last week, and he appeared during the homily. He just got up and started singing.
1: <laughs> but like, at first, I didn't.
0: Oh, they're going back and forth here, are yeah. they? <laughs> Maybe this section Maybe makes you, <laughs> this section makes me want to watch the scene in Goodfellas where he gets whacked. <laughs> I will say
1: this in terms of his his verses, he's back, right? So he can sing, right? His voice is what it is, but it's got some bounce to it. He understands the pocket that's jazz and works with it, and I appreciate that. Yeah but this whole thing is just a little sloppy for me. I I appreciate, it it makes you appreciate Stevie Wonder's
0: version even more. Which is, if that was his goal, then mission accomplished. You know, (laughs) And maybe he's just a really big Stevie uh, Stevie Wonder fan.
1: Oh my God. He feels he's
0: underappreciated. Oh my God. So Joe, I mean like. Joe Pesci. What we're gonna talk a lot about here is the fact that it's very hard for me specifically, and probably you two, to accept some of these icons some of them are more iconic, iconic than others. Joe Pesci, especially, as being anything other than who they are in the movies. Mm, you yeah. know, you hear their voice, and especially if you can under, you can, you can hear who they are through the vocal, very clearly. Uh, and Joe Pesci, you certainly can, which is why we're la- we're laughing at first the first line. Big finish. And
1: didn't Pesci do like some sort of rap song to called Wise Guy? Okay,
0: all right. Yes, I is thought I song? heard this a while ago but at Uh, least that's like tongue-in-cheek like he knows it's not that good
1: yeah so it's like him just kind of rapping over blondie's
0: rapture right that's basically that's basically (laughs) the gist of it yeah
1: it feels like you'd lose a bet and have to listen to that song excuse me but
0: he did it as like uh gambini like uh, the character he was in my cousin Vinny. oh
1: no all right, let's move it to the second one on this list. Another gem of a performance. This is actually a live performance from an awards show. This is William Shatner doing Rocket Man in 1978.
0: A lot of people like this, JD, uh, and
1: I, I do too. So let's play it through. She packed
0: my bags
1: last night pre-flight. Rocket Man. Fuck is good. By the way, zero hour.
0: 9 a.m. What the fuck is this, dude? <laughs> and I'm going to be high. <laughs> do you, like, ironically like this? Like, no, like I hype by then. <laughs> I do.
1: Okay, so I pulled this from YouTube. Um, and uh, on, I think it's phenomenal because Shatner, a young William Shatner, earth,
0: so he still wasn't young then.
1: Yeah, he, he was. He was
0: still older than you now. He, he probably was, was forty. Yeah, no, he was uh, literally forty. Was it seventy eight? You said. Yeah, yeah it's probably you know. forty. So so he's, he's 90, ninety now. now yeah. Uh, so so he, was, he was like in his mid forties. Yeah. So he's how old you are now? So not young.
1: Oh come on, Deepak. <laughs> but listen to him here. He's speaking.
0: Literally speaking, the words. Anybody could do this. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown it brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I'm no. A <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a rocket
1: man. I'm a rocket man. It makes man. me
0: so... It makes me so angry that he made a whole other career out of this. Yeah,
1: he really did. He leaned into this so hard in terms of his uh, stop-start acting and talking.
0: Style, right? It sounds like he's making fun of this song. I don't... What the fuck am I listening to? I get so angry listening to it because I'm like... This is funny. Like If you and I were just like just hanging out, shooting the shit like, after the show in the studio here, and I started doing this, it would be funny for us. But it's not funny for like hundreds of thousands of people to purchase. But I have to ask you a legit
1: question. So I'm going to pose two questions to you. The first is this. Is he joking or is he serious? What do you think? No answer is right,
0: by the way. I know, I know. What do you think? I think he has to be partly joking. There's no way he's 100% serious unless he's uh, like like clinically insane. <laughs> I think part of him has to know that this is a joke. He's
1: the only actor that could pull this kind of thing off. I, I, I do feel that. that. Like his brand. He, he could. But Who was, what else but could What do was what
0: was it? I I don't think we're we're not old enough to know what his brand felt like before. this, right? I've only known him as partly this. This was before I was born.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
0: You know, So it's easy for you to say that because it already existed when you were aware of him.
1: I don't know the answer, I just know which way I'm leaning. And I'm leaning towards joke, but
0: again, if he th- if he thinks this is good on its own, he's nuts. Rocket man. Rocket man. This Burning is a whole, like, paranoid food delivery, food. <laughs> which Hello. if Hello. it is a joke, I think I actually I move it to I a like instead it's of it's a dislike a if long, it is a joke because it is ridiculous.
1: I have to say, if I'm looking at it positively, the spoken word delivery makes me focus more on the lyrics. I'm yes. a big Bowie fan. I know the lyrics. But that aside, like I'm really focusing on what is being said. More than I am if I'm listening to the whole song
0: as it was originally recorded. Sure, it's almost like listening to an acoustic version of this song.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Did you say you're a big Bowie fan? I'm a huge Bowie fan, yeah. Look on the wall. There's well, the I know that, right but this is an Ellen John song.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of, um, oh, my God.
0: I'm like, am I, I'm completely out of it. And this was, like, a, originally a Bowie song. I didn't realize it. No, I think the drinks are getting to me
1: episode two. I was thinking of, like, Life on Mars or whatever. Oh, sure.
0: Ground Control, the Major Tom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, my bad. Um, I Though, I have to say, Shatner does a lot of covers. And they're applauding. Here we go. Listen to that. The audience is so confused. They just canned a few shots. They are so confused. They don't know what the fuck to do with themselves. Um, he, he does a lot of covers. So his version of uh, Common People by Pope, by Pulp, excuse me, is actually really good. Is it? It's a very enjoyable. So check it out. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, but I do want to point your attention, Deepro, to one of his covers that is downright ludicrous. And that was Mr. Tambourine Man. Um,
0: oh, boy. Listen to the way he opens this song.
1: Have Mr. Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> <laughs> he brings this like, weirdo paranoia. <laughs> and I, So I just played you the beginning. It's just the song's just going. And you know the song. There's lyrics I there. do.
0: I do know the song. Like, you just decided not to learn them. I'm going to jump to the end.
1: Listen to this, the outro.
0: Isn't that fantastic? Okay, that that is very funny. But it's like the guy is just manic. Tripping. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, he's just absolutely manic.
0: <laughs> so like that's that's you know like don't make me like him, JD. I I'm appreci- sorry. Yeah, I I'm appreciate, sorry about that. I appreciate the fact that he's just so out there and different that anything else a celebrity has ever done with a crossover. You know, because he was a celebrity before this. Oh. He's just not trying to blend in or be safe. Like, he's the guy at the party standing on the table, like, doing a line of Coke in front of everybody. Like, he doesn't care.
1: Speaking of.
0: Speaking of Coke.
1: It's Corey Feldman feeling funky. Uh, I've got this feeling uh, coming over me. uh, (laughs) I'm disbelieving. (laughs) Ha! What I think I see. Uh, I can vision music. Uh, I can feel the. Half
0: the lyrics are grunts uh, in this song, JD. Like, literally half.
1: Oh my God, Corey Feldman from 1993 remixed this past July uh, off of Love Left. This is feeling funky, and this is a cacophony of crap. Listen. Oh my God, it's like this mix is all over the place. It's
0: like it's like you know when you go to the, the you know when you go to the cereal aisle and it says like Hey. If you like Froot Loops, you'll like Colored O's or, or whatever. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. like kind of like this is to to Bruno Mars. That's how I feel about this song. Yes, it's like this is the version of uh, of Uptown Funk. Yeah, with a with butt Mark plug. Ronson. Yeah,
1: with an absolute, with a butt plug and a line of coke. I, I do think that the the mix, the engineering here is just so off. It, it's like everything is at eleven. There's no balance to any of the, no, anything no you're hearing. It's just. I can barely talk over it. It's and just a
0: cacophony this, of crap. This is the mix that was, re, that was re-released, because apparently he did this in the 90s, right, 93? Uh-huh. And he released this for his 50th birthday, which is appropriate because it feels like a musical version of a coloscopy. <laughs> Colonoscopy.
1: Cool. I got you, though. I got you. Though, so I have to say about, about Corey Feldman is
0: he believes his own
1: bullshit. Oh, He's, yeah. like, convincing himself, himself that this stuff is the
0: absolute shit. And, and he's where it's at. Well, he never left that line of thinking because, like, from the time when he was in Goonies, when he was like what twelve, eleven, yeah. or whatever uh-huh. it was, yep. And then he was in you know all these other films Stand and Stand by Me, yeah, sure,
1: Dream a Little Dream.
0: Like he kept that way of thinking Until much later in life, until now. And now he's in his fifties. <laughs> yeah. But these lyrics are the most god awful lyrics I've ever heard. It's every possible cliche you could imagine in lyrical form.
1: You can say he's got the vision of Stevie Wonder, and I I mean that not in the musical sense, but in, like, the literal vision. Yes, in the literal sense, (laughs) Of of Stevie Wonder. And the voice of of MJ is, like, corpse. Wait, is this the breakdown, by the way? I think it is. Yes, it is. It's the
0: worst thing I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) And those gated 80s drums, like, they're in everything he does. It's just... And the, the like the Michael Jackson like vocalizations the eh, ah, that he has to put after every line yeah he has to he can't resist himself he can't help it
0: I know that, that, that breakdown by the way I have to I have to, I can't forget it it's the equivalent of the boy who puts on a football jersey on, on and calls it a Halloween costume like, that's basically it's like no effort whatsoever it was so lazy unimaginable dog shit J D I am so I'm glad And and I've always I've always liked Corey Feldman as an actor I have always appreciated And connected with his roles But My goodness This is just embarrassing Did you ever connect with this? Mission angels, I'm glad to see you survived Oh god now, Time for a debriefing Why exactly Did they start firing at you? Uh-huh.
1: What's in this? You'll never guess What cover yeah, this yeah. is right here Let me figure it out Take a picture of this <laughs> Corey Feldman
0: there's no heaven oh I think I might know oh, this one oh. it's easy
1: if you try.
0: He's, get, he's like getting a he's like getting a hand job in the middle of this song by the way so appropriate he, Corey Feldman uh,
1: wrote it and John Lennon covered it in my mind <laughs> imagine, imagine all the people. oh my. <laughs>
0: This song would only be better if it was Joe Pesci.
1: <laughs> it's close.
0: Wow. I would have been much happier living man. the rest of my days not knowing that song existed. All
1: right, man. We got. We really got to move along. I could spend a whole episode on Corey Feldman. We could Feldman. just really
0: the whole the rest of the playlist could just be Corey Feldman's latest it's album. So
1: good. Oh, good lord, uh, I can't and like. From 2006, Here is Night Rider and Baywatch star <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Jump in my car.
0: Come on and jump in my car. It's too far to walk on your own. a 2000s Rolling Stone song.
1: Oh yeah,
0: it kind of does feel like forced, it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the Hoff, though, he he was uh, David Hasselhoff, the actor of Knight Rider and Baywatch fame, put this out in two thousand six. Um, well received in Germany. Uh, he's like he had two
0: number one hits in the eighties in Germany. But they like if, they, if, you, if you have hits, then you're not you're not being taken in as 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 an ironic artist you're being taken as a serious artist so he is appreciated on an unironic level in germany like that's baffling to me the only thing creepier than the song is the video itself dude the video looks like an outtake from like a deleted scene from greece too. it's the weirdest (laughs) thing ever
1: you got a middle-aged david hasselhoff trying to get a trio of girls into his car (laughs) <laughs>
0: there is a group of them.
1: And then by the end of the song, he's kicking one out because she lives
0: too far away, which we'll get to momentarily. <laughs> that, that sounds like our friend Drew, by the way. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> the whole video and lyrics have like a, have like a Ted Bundy vibe to it. <laughs> like, really hey, get in my car. Sucks. You know what? I've decided I'm going to kill you instead. Get out of here. You don't get out of here in five seconds, you're dead.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And so this song was a cover of a, a, an Australian song from the 70s,
0: uh, believe it or not. But just this version is just so troublesome. It's troublesome, and it's also like a weird – it has like a weird kind of um, like Broadway feel to it too. Like especially if you watched a video and like the performances and like the little interpretation of the lyrics. The fir- So here's a comment I saw on, on YouTube, uh, the fir- <laughs> which I thought was funny. First time I listened to this, I had it playing in another tab while I did something else. All of a sudden, I noticed that the lyrics had changed to get out of my car.
1: Which is right here, by the way.
0: <laughs> clearly i missed a crucial plot development
1: <laughs> yes yes the genesis of the uh, of the plot and, hey,
0: he's like get out now he turns to get out of my car can you just imagine hasselhoff sitting there with the producer like it's going to be such like it's going to be such a shift in tone yeah. people are going to be so surprised by it
1: right Around the time the song came out, Dirk Nowitzki, um, NBA star playing for the Dallas Mavericks, native of Germany too, so a German guy. Um, when asked what he does to concentrate on his on his foul shots, he he replied that he sings one of Hasselhoff's other uh, Hasselhoff, excuse me, his other song called Looking for Freedom to himself. He totally like meant it as a joke, but like everyone took it as a serious <laughs> answer. And so <laughs> Hasselhoff then took it upon himself to attend the the uh the Mavericks playoff game where they were in like the Western Conference Finals or something, and then like Hasselhoff was stating how he's such a huge fan of Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> and this you know how celebrities glom onto of this course, yeah. like ounce of attention. And so, as a result, like, and even Mavericks fans knew it was a joke. As a result, the next game, they all brought Hasselhoff heads, and they held them up when Nowitzki was taking his free throws. <laughs> I did not know that. It's pretty cool. pretty Wh- cool which, factoid. Which begs the
0: question, what David Hasselhoff song do you think Carl Malone was singing to himself when he would be at the free throw line? Because <laughs> he was famous for saying that little thing to himself at yes. the free throw line? Yep. Yeah, they all have their little isms. <sighs> Jump in my car. Oh yay, yay. Jump in my car. Get out of my car. <laughs> this next one is interesting. So the rest of the songs we've been detailing today have all been from, you know, actors either from film uh, or from television. And this next one is from something other than that. This is from everybody's favorite Slim Jim smoke. This one is from everybody's favorite Slim Jim spokesman slash lunatic and WWF heavyweight champion. Uh, and, and from him comes this absolutely absurd crack at breaking into the rap and hip hop industry. That's right, baby. I I'm diggity damn, oh damn to Randy Savage with Be A Man. It's 2003 rap release. Wow.
1: 2003, huh? This is a lot more recent than I thought it was. It is, yeah.
0: Wow. I, I don't even want to talk over this <laughs>
1: So, prostate exam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, if you missed that lyric right there, the whole song and album was was inspired by the fact that Savage invited Hulk Hogan to a charity event that Hulk Hogan no showed. <laughs> no
1: way!
0: <laughs> and that's why that's what the premise of the song is. So he Hogan. He wrote a whole spite album. Yeah, out of,
1: out of that fact. <sighs>
0: Be a man, Hulk. Be a
1: man, Hulk. Give to the kids, Hulk. I love that like these Z-list rappers have to show up here. Back them up. <laughs> Sick burn. I mean, he's, he's not skills and movie are both crap.
0: You just the best part about this. And the whole album is, you know, that Randy came up with all this by himself. He totally did. Like, you wrote all in a he little wrote notebook. All down. Yeah. It's, it's so. Like talk rap. It's so rudimentary. It's so basic. It's so on the nose. But I love it. Oh, this is good. But this is a huge diss track. But what I found interesting is that Randy Savage, the whole album is called Be a Man, right? Yes. And this song is called Be a Man. It's about Hulk Hogan. But then he found it within his heart to write a tribute track within the album. About another fellow wrestler.
1: (laughs) Listen to this production. This one goes out to my real close friend and buddy, Kurt Hennig, aka Mr. Perfect. (laughs) Just want to let you know that you're missed, but you'll never be forgotten. (laughs) Never, incredible friend. We just want you to know that we got your back, buddy system
0: style.
1: Man, buddy room. system style. I can't. the guy's dead. There's no buddy system, there's, there's no, no trust fall. He's no a system. corpse. <laughs> he yep. wrote this for Mr. Perfect Kurt Headache. Perfect Kurt Headache. Who by the way, I grew up in, in probably like well into my early thirties, thought so his last name was Henning. Oh, a lot of people did, yes. it's yeah. It's one of the it's the Mandela effect, and he's one of those for me. Or I thought yeah. it was Henning. Because we grew
0: up with words ending in ING, not a lot of words ending in IG. Yeah, Henning. Okay, yeah, so anyway. I'm sure he got that his whole life. Well, li- well, who's this mean-
1: singing right here, Deeper? Do you know?
0: Oh, it's like um, primary colors, something. Well, the, uh, some rapper with a lot of Z's in his last name.
1: It sounds like a Timberlake riff. I just love Cry me ha- a river Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, that kind of delivery that Timberlake was doing around this time.
0: So, um,. Kurt Hennig died in February 2003 So unfortunately there was nothing he could do To prevent this pile of sugary dog shit From hitting the airways. But dude I gotta tell you I keep stopping as I love hearing the lyrics But I feel bad for making fun of this I really do Like a man no-showed a charity event Another died And this album was created in honor of all of that Yet here we are laughing at it like two uncultured swine You know oh it's great but but i do have to i do have to read this amazon review from brian mayo this is interesting so be a man is one of the best if not the best rap albums to come out in ages in today's world we need a rapper who can pump up the fun and brighten our lives with his beats from the streets i also think it's time we need a rapper who isn't afraid to use the word but take that will smith the Macho Man has redefined the game from the ground up, and Big Three Records should be proud to have him on their roster next to Rick Derringer and Cheap Trick.
1: Big Three Records. Yes. They got Cheap Trick on the roster, too. That's they impressive. apparently did.
0: There's one other one quick, and it's a, it's a one-liner, and it's one of those where it was like written in another language and translated, which you know me, JD. I love language. Oh, yeah. So this was translated from another language. Of course, there are also two or three songs that I do not like, but on which CD is not that? On which CD is not that? That is a good, fair question. On which CD is not that, JD? That's what I ask all my friends. On <laughs> um, which CD is not that? I, I also love the fact that I know I'm talking about, over the Henning, Henning song, talking about Hulk Hogan, but he says, Hulkster, you're at the end of your rope. I'm going to kick you in the butt and wash your mouth out with soap. The first time a rapper ever threatened a man with 1950s strict mother justice, <laughs> I might add. Well, Hulk
1: was interesting because he put out an album in like the 80s, he had like one or two songs or albums or whatever if you're
0: popular enough you'll try every medium
1: yeah exactly and and he was telling everyone to take their vitamins say no to drugs have fun with family and friends meanwhile like we know that what we know about hulk
0: now is (laughs) he's taking plenty of vitamins
1: contrary to all that
0: (laughs) it's getting worse and worse jd as we go along
1: we're down a rabbit hole and let's let's keep going deeper and deeper this is tony danza I like taxis, I like trains oh, I like Brooklyn God. when it rains But I love Betty It just gets all
0: immediately bad. Small straight off the yeah. bat So Danza used to be Which I'm not going to explain who he is I, I don't even care Who's the boss fans? Yes. Danza used to be a professional boxer With a record of 9-3 and three With 9 knockouts He didn't really even fight He would just start singing this shit And the opponents would just cower into a pool of their own tears <laughs> I had no idea mat.
1: he, uh, he uh, stepped into the ring He He did, and
0: and that's where he was discovered and and brought in to be a regular on Taxi.
1: Oh, interesting. And, uh, you know, also on Who's the Boss? Angela.
0: And he had to be Tony, of course. He had to be Tony, uh, Tony Banta on Taxi, and Tony Maselli on Who's the Boss? Because he's got to be Tony. He's got to be Tony. He can't be—nobody's going to accept him as, you know, as Brian.
1: And let's who could forget the Tony Danza show, his daytime show?
0: Uh. That may have been like people who who paid to like even take a take a taxi to go to that show. Yeah, I, I think less than
1: oh, definitely.
0: Just terrible, terrible stuff. Um, but I hate that guys like Danza and Pesci can make money being as like I think untalented on the mic as they are, as any like uncle at a wedding. It's embarrassing to me do this in your home on your can't part.
1: She's stuck with me what kind of luck have i got to keep someone like her
0: around
1: the thing i loved was was opie and anthony like declared war with, with tony danza the uh, radio hosts and so to the point where eventually like tony danza offered up a truce just after hours and hours of of, of trolling of tony danza's show and his clientele uh, he eventually offered to come on the show and just, just talk it out with them and, and offer up a truce. And they, they would just, like, rip on him, like, okay, now we're going to go to the uh, cooking segment. Okay, I'm stirring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, so did they ever make a truce? Yeah,
1: I think they did. I think they all, like, had a, you know, come to Jesus moment together. Oh, because Anthony did the voice. Oh, like it so good. YouTube, Opie and Anthony are ONA versus yes. Tony Danza. This is Enjoy a it.
0: YouTube worth your time.
1: Speaking of which, there's another one, so I'm probably gonna dip out of "I Love Betsy." If, if you're okay, you're never getting Betsy with this there song. Oh, my own! I, I said like the third time I've said "Oh, my own" on this. On this it's, show. it's
0: Danza and Pesci. I'm telling you. Oh my God! They bring it out. All right. So this
1: is probably my fate one of my favorite Tony Danza moments, and that's he had a blooper on live TV. A, a live news show was going to go to him in his yeah. studio. So, right, so you have the split screen, newscaster on one side, him on the other. He doesn't realize running, you know, during the commercials running up that the newscaster can actually hear him and hears the goods. Tony, one, two, three, four, five. You know, I'm being on these things. One, two, three, four, end five. end on those news shows so often, you know? And those news shows are terrible. Tony. Just, I'm telling you, I just realized it because I'm hearing the news show in the background. You no, know, you always think that you're doing those Good Morning uh, shows, but this is one of those news shows. Tim, I'm telling you, this is crazy. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Tony, I'm going to be part of the local news. How exciting! <laughs> oh, great! Tony Danza. He still can't hear. You them. never know uh, when you know, people are listening to what you're saying, Tony. <laughs> you
0: know, I know. I right can hear after
1: him. murder and mayhem and the rescue in California, Tony Danza. I'm so excited.
0: You should be, you loser. Okay,
1: Tony, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, we're going to start the interview now. No murder and mayhem, just the interview about your movie. You ready? All right, fine. Oh, you heard me, huh? Oh, every bit of it. No good.
0: <laughs> Joining us now is Tony Danza, you know him from well, don't Taxi. Don't you feel?
1: I mean, don't you feel a little bit like that's what you do? I mean, not no, I'm not for now. Not just me who thinks that, by the way. <laughs> I, I, on I, the I That's
0: how, my, how I make my living. So, no, no. That. Listen, I'm not denying you. I'm
1: just saying you—you you can't. This is live. Just don't deny yes. it. Uh, you know, at this point, it. yes. I don't care. You should make a living. I think that's fine.
0: Okay, let's talk about. Oh my God, that is so <laughs> damn so cringeworthy. So cringe. Oh. But that's like. Honestly, I have I can't make a separation anymore from him and Anthony on Open Anthony, <laughs> because the impre- like the you know like to me that sounds like the caricature version of him.
1: Let's move on to another piece of crap, Do we
0: have to? I'm really not looking forward to this one, JD.
1: Oh, this is your selection, by the way, D Pro. It's my selection, this but oh
0: god, let's turn it up. Unfortunately, oh, oh my god, the name of the song Jam Chance. Turn it up by uh, Kim-, Kim Kardashian of all people, and you know, Perenz Turn it up. And, and yeah, don't don't give it the artistic integrity that you, you think it deserves. So, don't no, don't even no, don't turn this up. I don't want it up. Okay. <laughs> and I was just following her instructions. No, don't don't no, don't follow. <laughs> so the rest of these songs make me cringe, but this one like makes me physically angry. Yeah. Because so clearly like she isn't an artist, doesn't perform for the love of the music. This is nothing short of a money grab by her enablers. This mm. probably was not even her idea. It was like, you know, like like you said with Hogan in the '80s, like. Let's see how much money we can suck from the American public. And what a sad society that is we live in. And this is the most unfun I'm going to get on the show, JD. That Kim Kardashian has 70 million, million followers on Twitter. From what I I can't tell, she's done nothing but be hot, make a famous porno, and just hung around the limelight for a good portion of time.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I've got some family in Italy, and, and one of them legitimately said to me, like, which one is the most famous Kardashian? And then they were surprised when I told them it was Kim because they watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians and they thought she was the least interesting cast
0: member on the entire show. I mean, meanwhile, she's worth the most. I'm surprised that your Italian relatives watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You never know
1: what catches on over there. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I'm surprised they watch that but don't know that Kim Kardashian is like the big quote unquote star. It's of the show.
1: It's weird like that without the American hype machine and the paparazzi over there. It, it, yeah. You know, yeah. they're left to their own devices.
0: But if you're watching any show and you're wondering, like, who's the most popular? The most attractive one is the most popular, usually. <laughs> usually, But da- Tony Danza, we just listened to him. He at least has some level of charisma. He's a yes. decent looking guy. I mean, was a decent looking guy. Had some like memorable shows and taxi. Who's the boss? Pesci's a screen legend like they deserve our attention on some level. Mm-hmm. They deserve like if, you know for us to at least listen, like see it through. But Kim doesn't deserve any of this stuff. I just don't, don't get it. I'm upset we're even playing her right now. I'm just I, angry about it.
1: I hear you, brother. You've been you've been going on this one and I don't blame you because it's I mean, you listen to it. And Kim sounds just as bored singing this song as she does on her sex tape. It's just, <laughs>
0: yeah. well, you've seen it, huh? Oh, yeah. oh I caught you there. I caught seen, uh, you
1: there. Investigative uh, journalism uh,
0: <laughs> for the show. Yeah, for yeah. the
1: show. For the show. But she in uh, in 2011 did this song, created this song, and and the profits went to charity. But who the fuck was buying this? Uh, I wouldn't even buy it on a dare, or on a bet. I mean, I'm one of those—it's so good, it's bad, or so bad, it's good—kind of people, and I can't even subscribe to that for this song.
0: The proceeds could go to St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and I still have to think about it. Right? <laughs> it's that bad. Either one of our wives—you can name five to ten women in your life, your own mother—they could record a song, and she would sound as good as this. Just to give her the production, it's you know, shit. give yeah. her the give her the bells and whistles. And they'll sound fine if you give them the the support,
1: you know? This song was produced by the, speaking of support, this song was produced by The Dream, the guy who's responsible for Beyonce's hit, Single Ladies, Rihanna's Umbrella, Juggernaut hits. Juggernaut hits. Imagine working on
0: this song. And could not
1: even make this thing anything. No, you
0: can't. This piece of crap. I mean, it's not even, it's not a good song. It's not by any stretch. There's nothing to this song. But like, and actually maybe Maybe that was intentional Maybe they're just like You know what I'm just gonna punt this to her Right Give her her shiny toy to play with and- Give her the scraps Yeah But I
1: have to say Kim uh, Post Kanye divorce Is uh, Doing just fine I guess She's dating uh, Pete Davidson now
0: Dude Pete Davidson Is like There's an episode of Seinfeld Where George Like gets like This picture of his hot model And puts it in his wallet And then walks around as like his, it's just like his entry card. He's like, get out of jail free or get into, (laughs) you know, jail free, whatever. Um, Like he shows people, this is my ex-girlfriend. And then everybody believes that he's capable of getting this beautiful woman. (laughs) Then other beautiful women want him, you know, right? Yes. So if he hadn't been with Ariana, I still don't know how he got Ariana Grande. I don't either, man. And then he's able to get her. Like he never would have gotten one without the other.
1: I agree. Because Pete Davidson, his track record is amazing. Just if you look at it, Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale, for example, like yeah, just, yeah, I mean, complete stunners. God bless
0: the power of suggestion. I'm <laughs> telling you, the power of association. Right?
1: We're on our last three tracks, and I'm, I'm having a hard time it's, getting through this. Yeah, playlist. I know. We this got
0: we 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 got a. This is a rough one. We got to dig deep down within ourselves to make it through these next three tracks, and you too, audience. You as well have to do it. You can do it. I
1: believe in you. This is my choice and I don't know why. From twenty ten. <laughs> hey
0: guys, it's Angelina, the oh. girl from Sun Island's back. And yeah, there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> I today, <laughs> Angelina Pivarnik from uh, Jersey Shore fame? You're asking me, I have no idea who she is, but she has to be from one of those terrible oh shows. God, all shows. All
1: gotta be. It's terrible. You got some weirdo like some Jewish guy here <laughs> coming in. <laughs> And, uh, and there's no end. Uh, and, uh, I'm just gonna make some comments.
0: <laughs> these like these are the absolute worst, and this is covering a lot. They're the worst lyrics I've ever heard in my life. They are pretty, really, really bad. The song's called "I'm Hot." <laughs> That's. <laughs> this is a song that like a fourteen-year-old would write. Let's listen right. to some of it. Uh,
1: for example, I'm so hot, I'm like an ice cream cone with a cherry on top, as she just said. So, ice cream's supposed to be cold last time I checked. <laughs> it makes and no she sense. said she's hot like an ice cream
0: cone with a cherry on top. I mean, she didn't specify whether the ice cream is melting or not.
1: But. Uh, h- how do you, uh, like, my brain can't resolve that. I'm sorry. Uh, this makes Rebecca Black's Friday sound like Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but imagine being in her life and hearing this and allowing her to release this out into the wild. And then who the fuck is this? Back to my original point. I think this guy's a troll. This guy has to know how bad this is. And it's Angelina, like you never,
1: <laughs> like never seen her. Like Angelina. I,
0: I I've never been more proud of myself, but, but <laughs> that I had to Google this girl before this episode. Yeah, same I had here. No man. idea who she was. Same here. I just did like a worst celebrity
1: song, but I couldn't deny this. I mean, because no, this is terrible. This is this is so bad. So this person, Angelina uh, from Jersey Shore, I guess she's not a fan favorite based on what I saw. She is not. She
0: sounds quite like the villain.
1: Yeah, like. Um, In other words, you're hard to find a fan of this person, of Angelina, and she didn't, like, redeem herself here at all by putting this song out there. Um, Some of the YouTube comments to kind of what you were saying earlier, I I looked at this one just now. The YouTube comments here, the top ones that stick out to me, this sounds like a bizarre Jewish song, someone says. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Another one said, this sounds like a theme that plays during every scene for the main villain in a
0: teen Disney movie. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm glad I'm not at the teen Disney movie um at, you know area of my parenting. Oh my god! But I have to say, man,
1: you know me, Deep Pro. Like I'm a bit of a goofball. I mean, I, yes, you are. Yeah. If if I could put like a, a funeral playlist for myself, I might I might
0: add this to the list. I'm gonna hold you to it. You think? Just in case you go first, yeah. I might hold you to. It. I'm gonna go to your family. I'm gonna hand them. Yeah, you know he would have wanted it this way. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> like this is it. This is the whole playlist. It's like Angelina. <laughs> it's like this and Ghost Train by Dr. Glam. <laughs> Another song you should check out if you're listening to this.
1: Not a celebrity, but should be. And also,
0: the song we're about to play next. Another song that could be on your funeral playlist. It's Absolutely. a message to your uh, to your family and friends, perhaps.
1: But my last punchline before we. Uh... I'm high, 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 high. Yes. Before we move on, I mean, if herpes could sing, it'd sound like this. That's what I feel. <laughs> that is really what I feel about this one. I just feel dirty listening to it. All right, I really want to end the show at this point. Oh my <laughs> so God. Let's move along,
0: please. Let's do that.
1: Wow, Bruce Willis, number five hit in the U.S. on this one, oh. 1987, a cover of a song called "Respect Yourself." I don't anymore. half assed vocal there Uh, uh,
0: (laughs) The whole thing is so goofy to me Especially the video Like I might not think this is I mean I still think it's bad But like I might not think it's terrible (laughs) I never saw the video Tell me about it Oh my god It is so fucking corny So he's like this He's like sauntering around this bar Like sweeping Playing pool The production is so 80s The whole scene is so 80s You have to look it up Good You have to look it up and see it Yeah I will. I am going to tell you right now, I've talked about this before, about how it's hard for actors to transition to the music world because we know them as this one thing. Yeah. You know, like if Adam Sandler came out and like wanted to like put out like a metal album, people would be weirded out by that. We don't accept you. And I'm going to say it. I do not accept Bruce Willis as a recording artist. I refuse to you. accept it. I reject it. You are, you know, you're like the, the, the big, you know, super... Uh, you know, like hero, whatever uh, action movie hero, whatever. yeah, action yeah. movie guy, yeah mm-hmm. yeah, like I can't accept you as a guy like recording serious music. It just doesn't work for me now he he
1: this whole album, his whole music career has been around this alter ego he created himself for himself called uh, Bruno Randoli. <laughs> That's the character by which he invokes for all these songs Bruno's uh, Bruno Randoli.
0: So this is Bruno. Uh, He's like a ghostwriter.
1: Exactly Like his, his soul And R&B singing Alter Ego
0: I can't I cannot do it Like same thing Same thing with Steven Seagal You know Right Which is another artist That we're not gonna We're gonna do the honors Of not covering him tonight But It just We can't take you seriously And also you hear That it's Bruce Willis You do And, and he can call himself Bruno Randolini I call him You know
1: Fucking P.O.S. <laughs> but But the, but he calls this This album is called Return of Bruno and right. it reached number 14 on the top 200
0: albums charts Man, that was in a really, the 80s, late 80s. really trying time in the 80s for but music. I,
1: I remember as a kid just watching him on Moonlighting, uh, the show, the TV show yep. that he starred on at the time, and just being excited about this song because it's like, oh my God, the guy from Moonlighting came out with a song and... That was like a novel thing in the, in the 80s. Like, it was just... Yeah, I mean, as kids weren't were... weren't as discerning. We were excited about stupid things as kids. But not even as kids. Like, at this time in the 80s, like, that was seen, like... There weren't too many dual It threats, wasn't
0: popular, yeah. It wasn't right? a popularized thing, yeah.
1: So people branching out into other forms of media, like music, like movies, etc., like, etc., cetera, et cetera, wasn't as common, so... It
0: was this, more so, like, the inverse of that, right? Yeah. So if you're a Stay musician, your like, you know, like the Beatles or Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra, then you could appear in movies, but... Which is a lot easier to do. But I feel like the other way around, very difficult to make work. But I do
1: think the worst part about this, I mean, aside from the perplexing fact, excuse me, that a revered label like Motown signed off on releasing this. They did? Yeah. It was Motown release. Wow. Yep. Is that this is a cover. Uh, the, The original single was from the Staples sisters, Respect Yourself. And this charted higher than their original
0: recording of Respect yourself. that's that's the power of Bruce. But one YouTube comment that made me laugh was from Brianna M. This is recently. So this is why John McLean was late to Nakatomi Towers. <laughs>
1: Nice, pretty <laughs> That's good. Pretty funny, yeah. Pretty not bad. Pretty good from a production perspective. They were incredibly smart to let the um, the soul singers, the R and B backing band, if you will, do the heavy lifting, if not the airlifting of Bruce Willis on this track, and just <laughs> drowning yeah. him out in the mix. It was like on the w- chorus. It,
0: it was definitely a weekend at Bernie's type gig. <laughs> like they carrying him around, <laughs> carrying his lifeless body around.
1: All right, let's move on to the last one. We were going to end your pain and our pain and suffering.
0: Which I feel like this is the least offensive of the group. So It is. I feel like it's nice for ending on this note.
1: It sure is. From 2009, Scarlett Johansson's Tom Waits love letter is falling down. All right, we're back in on this. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, whom I love, I, I really do think she's great. Uh, it's just a shame she's just not a very
0: good singer. She's okay. She if like if you close, if you had no like sight unseen, you did not know who this was. She would come across as like a Cat Power type indie rock type girl singing a song. I guess. Like it wouldn't jump out at me as like, this is really bad. Whereas like the Bruce Willis thing, I'm like, okay, this sounds like the uncle at a wedding trying to get up there and do a song to me. But this like sounds intentionally like a little lo-fi. Like yeah, I'm, I'm trying, but I'm not trying that hard on purpose.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the most modern, I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, very song, mu- yeah, song song very much. Yeah, very playlist.
0: So. Um,
1: it's just, I think it's a shame. She's not a very good singer. I think she's just fine. Um, but look, she's covering Tom Waits here. This is a Tom Waits song. And I'm sorry to say, but if I want to listen to Tom Waits, I'll listen to Tom Waits. Yeah, and I don't on. feel that about very many covers, but I do on this one. Um, if you know Tom Waits, he's the king of weird. Yeah. He's just yelping, growling, bizarro instrumentals. But um, this, doesn't, this doesn't really do it for me.
0: But if you're going to be a celebrity and... I don't know how to say this the right way, but like if you compare this to the Kardashian track, right? Mm-hmm. Or the or like Jersey Shore track. If she came out and did like a dance song, she would come across to me like a phony. This feels a little bit more like authentic. Like she's being a little bit more real it to does. who she is, you know?
1: Yeah, it feels like in the lane of like uh like dream pop or shoegaze, like um like a mazzy star yeah, yeah yeah or bats for lashes like very much in that lane and that's cool so obviously that's what influenced her
0: but to me it tells me that she's she, it tells me that she's trying to come across as, as an actual artist as opposed to these other money grabs like i'm just doing this, this goofy ass dance track and uh you know try to get played in clubs try to yeah. get popularity that way and try to get played on ktu in the area but you know this is something that's not going to get played on mainstream radio she's doing this like because she I feel like she enjoys it. She feels this.
1: I think so. And I think she had to because right around this time of, you know, this is, uh, over 10 years old, this, this recording at that time, I mean, she was recording all those Marvel movies, Black Widow and this and that, and going here, there and everywhere filming. Right. So she had to have had to make time to do this. So I do
0: respect that. Um, It wasn't like she was sitting on her ass doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I just don't think this is the song for her. I I really don't. Um, The two-chord structure of the song doesn't really suit her. I think she needs a little something more dynamic. Um, The banjo seems out of place for me here. And the vocal seems just a little forced and not very expressive to me. If you listen to Tom Waits, he's expressive as the day is long. And so this kind of just stays in its vocal lane and doesn't move from it. Yeah, see, so that's my problem with it.
0: But see, that, that goes back to something I said earlier, like I, about um, another song we were listening to where if th- the first song that you hear, the first version of the song you hear uh-huh. is the one that sticks in your head and like almost it's almost like the first girl, the first great girlfriend you had. Everybody else is compared to that. Right. Yeah. So I I personally don't I'm not that familiar with the Tom Waits okay. song. Right. So because of that, like this song is is not as di- uh, disappointing to me. Because I don't have that same connection to the original song.
1: It's Just artistic, creative, weird.
0: Yeah, and no, this, no, I, I totally is, get that. Yeah, this but is so I think it helps me enjoy this on some level because I don't have that connection to the original song. Oh, sure. I also, that. also, if you look up, if you have any interest in doing so, I'm good. Um, the the li- <laughs> yeah, wherever you're going, or anybody I'm good. else, the live version of this song I feel is better than this. It comes across a little bit better.
1: Cool. David Bowie. I'm backing vocals by the way on that track.
0: Really, yeah, I love that stuff. Little, little, decently well kept secret. See, like we don't always have to go music nerd on this podcast, but mm-hmm. I love when you do that stuff. Like, um, like Jenny Lewis on her on the line album, Ringo Starr on drums, like on a couple of tracks.
1: It's just so, cool. It's just cool. It's really neat. And so it was fun to dive down the celebrity rabbit hole once again. Uh, episode five, we did a little celebrity hit, and now we're back again. I think really Kathy Lee on the episode five, uh, sharing Kathy Lee's, uh, what is what is the name of that song? He he, he Saw Jesus. He, he Saw Jesus, yes. That really sparked the idea. Let's go with the Bad Celebrity song. So I'm glad we did today. D-Pro. Which I
0: almost felt compelled to bring her back to the show, but I think we've hit our <laughs> Kathy <laughs> Lee limit yeah. on the podcast. Your Kathy Lee quota. I think after all the crap we heard today, J.D., I feel like we need to listen as like Don Johnson or Patrick Swayze to like cleanse ourselves <laughs> after this array of duds. But if you're listening, you like us, or if you don't, hey, check us out on Twitter at the Perfect PL or on Instagram at the Perfect Playlist Pod. I personally, Deepro, have been posting like videos of myself asking intriguing questions, asking for your feedback. We're just trying to get to know you a little bit, getting to know your interests and, and your opinions. Uh, tell me how wrong I am. I, I certainly throw some stuff out there as well. Um, So stop on by, play along. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening to the perfect playlist. We love our listeners. Go to Apple, give us a five-star review. Let us know what you like about us, what you don't. Until next time, thanks for listening. Always remember to be a man, brother. (laughs) My perfect
1: friend.